What's up, guys? This is evolutionary.org podcast coming your way. This is Steve Smee, your host, and I have my interim co-host joining me once again, Ricky V. How's it going, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up, Steve? How you doing, buddy? Yeah. So, guys, we we have another great episode. Um, We're in for a real treat because the topics we're going to talk about are some topics that you don't really hear out there in the fitness industry. So, you know, let's kind of get into it. First of all, let's start it off with a steroid topic. So this guy, he basically sent in a question. He's like straight up, look, he's like, I want to bulk up 15 pounds of muscle, pure muscle. Give me the best steroid stack to give me that 15 pounds. So uh, Ricky V, you know, um, this is a question that everybody wants everyone wants to build a lot of muscle fast so 15 to 30 is what most people are after usually yep so you know let's let's start off with you know setting realistic goals is it realistic to gain 15 or 30 pounds of muscle on a cycle what do you think oh yeah my my first cycle i gained about 20 25 but i've been training natural for six years seven years prior so um it, it depends where you're at depends your um your genetics and also how much you eat Food, um, diet while on steroids is is very important to get your money's worth out of them. Otherwise, you're wasting most of your money and most of your time and your investment on on them if you're not if your diet is not not up to speed, not up to par. But uh, yeah, 15, 15 pounds, realistic. Yes, if he's a hard gainer, like maybe has an overactive thyroid and and has a hard time putting on muscle, maybe not. I've ran across a ton of guys like that that pump a lot of juice and they just can't put on the size if he's uh genetically built for it he's a stocky kind of heavyset guy a little bit uh, 15 pounds would be easy especially with some some good help yeah and proper diet of course yeah you know my view on this um you know here, here's the thing guys have to remember if you're gonna put that much weight on you got to realize that you know most of our muscles made of water so is that part of your muscle? Is a little water in your muscle part of your muscle? Yeah. Is it actual muscle tissue? No, it's not. So how much can you really put on, you know, as far as actual clean muscle tissue? And the answer is a lot less than people think. So when you set a goal to put on that much weight that fast, you have to be able to accept that, hey, you know, a lot of that is going to be water. Some of that might be fat and some of that's going to be muscle. So it's going to be a mixture of all three. So the way I look at it, look, you got to have year over year goals in this. You can't just say, yeah, I want to gain 15 pounds, 30 pounds on a cycle because that's not realistic. If you run five cycles and put on 15 to 30 pounds, you're going to gain, you know, a hundred pounds. Gaining them is one thing on steroids. Keeping them is a completely different story for sure. Yeah, keeping so, the time yeah. it's a complete you know, I feel that if you've been training natural for a while before you hit the source, you're most likely going to keep most of that extra mass you put on. You know, I use myself as an example there as well. But if you are, you know, if your gains are, are mostly steroids and, and you don't have a good base in training and you haven't trained for years, chances are you're not gonna keep that muscle mass is gonna it won't even look high quality when you put it on, I think. And you're not going to be able to keep it long term unless unless you continue to use and continue to use steroids from then on and lift weights hard. Yeah. But 
But yeah, keeping it is another story, man. Putting it on is, is easy on these on these cycles. Especially. So what'd you do? So what'd you do, Rick? My walk. first cycle, you know, so, so my first cycle, I ordered some stuff from this dude and this is oh, going back 20 years, man. And he messed up and he gave me the wrong order. I was waiting for a bunch of Primo Bolin and he sent me some Primo Testin and also sent me some Deca and EQ. And I was waiting for just a, a big pack of Primo. That was, that was my first cycle, what it was supposed to be. So I went ahead and I only did about uh, one, one amp of uh, Primo Testin a week. I did about four cc's of that damn Gannibal 50. It was only a 50 uh, milligram uh, concentration. And I was kind of scared of the DECA. It was 50 milligram per cc dosage. It was a big 50 ml jug of veterinary grade stuff. Again, 20 years ago, there were no, no UG labs back then. Everything was either farm grade or veterinarian. And just on that, bro, four weeks in, I, I was about you know 20 pounds heavier, bro. Just blew up. I was, I was 19 at the time and I'd been lifting weights since I was 12, 13. I've been, you know, hitting the gym at, at school and, and had my own weights hit at home. And, um, when I was 16, 17, I had my own, my own membership. So, um, I've been going hard and I started re reading muscle media 2000 as a teen and, uh, found the, the steroid forums in, in my early, in my late teens. And man, it just, <laughs> it was, it was love at first sight. I got my hands on some stuff, man. And and, you know, rocked it. But yeah, I had planned to just do like 200 milligrams of Primo a week, 300. And this dude just sent me more stuff than I'd order in the wrong stuff. And I had it in my hands. I was just like, fuck it. Let me research with the guys on the forums what the best way to stack this is and just go for it. And, and I did, man. Yeah, 30 pounds, bro. Um, and I, I think I kept about permanently a good 15, 20 of it. I think I kept permanently, which I've stayed on my frame since. And I've never been any smaller than those extra 15 I put on. That's a classic example of breaking your homeostasis because you built a base for all those years, then you hopped on the sauce and then boom, you oh, oh, I, I went hard. I went hard. Before yeah. I even before I even ordered my steroids, I I got to um T Mag, Testosterone uh, magazine back in the day. And uh, I bought Tribex from Biotest. I you know the Tribulas. I bought the first uh, bottles of phosphagen, the first creatine that Bill Phillips put out with EAS. I mean, I was going hard and I was taking uh, supplements since I was a teenager. So I'd been going pretty hard and, and I was just kind of plateaued. You know, I was ripped, but I was just plateaued. And I said, fuck it, I'm going <laughs> to do it. It just, I think that's, that gives you that extra amount. I think if you, if you trained hard for years, naturally, and you do a couple of cycles, you'll gain your extra 10, 15 pounds. And, and you can almost walk away from steroids at that point. As long as you don't get sick or anything, you stay healthy, you stay training. And you'll keep that mass. It's when I see guys that have only been in the gym a year, two years and start hopping on steroids. Unless they keep using them and they maintain that throttle of their lifestyle, they're going to lose that mass. It's, it's impossible to keep, you know. And, and you've also got to... You've also got to face your genetics. I've ran across a lot of guys that are just, just the string beans and they can use a lot of steroids, eat a ton of food, still won't get anywhere with their physiques. It's, it's just genetics plays a huge part. It is. So, you know, let me just go over three steroids that I've run to put on a lot of mass in a quick, quick amount. Um, DECA and Sustanan stack. I put on a lot of mass on that stack. Um, you know, I got stronger, but it wasn't like a quick 
it wasn't as quick as you in four weeks. It was more of like a 12, 13, 14 week cycle. I put on a lot of mass. And then the other steroid though, the, as I've gotten experience that really, really puts on a lot of bulk on me, a lot of mass, believe it or not, is trend. And, um, like going on trend and just eating a lot of, a lot of you know whole foods quality foods was eating a lot man i can put on like a lot of weight quick like five ten pounds boom on trend like within two weeks that's the quick one for me and and my strength goes sky high almost to the point where i'm like injuring myself in the gym you know because i'm putting on so much strength so fast so those those are the three the sustenance the deca and then the trend that i've had success with bulking up fast i it depends how long his he plans for his cycle. I think in three months. Okay, let, let's say this guy's been training naturally for for a few years. I think in three solid months, um, if he hops on, uh, look, I would say even testosterone. I think everybody should start off with testosterone. Testosterone, maybe a little bit of Anavar, um, and definitely you know proper diet, training, real serious. Um, he, I think he could put on those fifteen and and be permanent 15 in my opinion um again it, it depends also he, he's got to keep up the lifestyle you know put it on the mass on cycle you agree steve is is actually quite easy to being able to keep it on afterwards without continuing to, to use the steroids and without staying on the stuff um that, that's that's the challenge so lifestyle definitely after the cycle but 15 i think just testosterone and anabar if he's eating right um eating lean and eating enough and uh, you know, pushing himself, pushing every every set to failure, and really putting it in. Yeah, fifteen uh, in over a twelve week cycle, easy. Four four maybe six weeks out of our twelve weeks test. Um, nice PCT, fifteen pounds uh, easily kept after that, in my opinion. All right, guys. So our next topic, we like to do a relationship topic on these podcasts. So the next one is a relationship one. So, um, it's a guy he calls in, he calls himself a big meathead. He says he split up with his girlfriend and she left the apartment. He says that she used to help with some of the rent, some of the bills, and she used to cook for them. He was the cleaning guy. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> now that she left, he says, I'm kind of broke and eating out is eating away at my budget. Course, said, right? It's probably, you know, giving, giving you a little gut to what they put in the restaurant food. He says he's low on funds to both juice and eat a lot. And he says he can't cook for shit, never have. He says help. So, Ricky V, I, I'm going to turn to you first because you've been through a lot of harsh breakups before. <laughs> and moving in with someone, you kind of merge your talents one person emerges as the cook. One person emerges yeah, as the cleaning happen, person. Yeah. And then when you break up, you lose that, you know, your half, you know, that handles some of the stuff. So help this, help this motherfucker out. Well, like what advice can you so, give? So she, um, so she bailed on him. Um, probably went somewhere else and left him stuck with the more, with the mortgage or uh, rent to the lease or whatever it is. Um, you know, one of the first things is, is figure that out. Talk to your landlord and let them know you, you, need, you don't need a, such a place or see if you can take on a roommate. Start off with that because that'll get right to the source of the problem. And um, as far as cooking, look, if you can read, you can cook. 
It's that simple. If you can read, you can cook. And um, if you're, you know, if you're into this lifestyle, you're a meathead, you, you better know how to cook. I, I've not ran across many meatheads or fat boys that didn't know how to cook really, really well. <laughs> fishermen too. Fishermen know how to cook as well. It just comes with the territory. You know, if you're, if you're a meathead, if you got to watch your diet, you've got to learn how to prepare your own meals. And um, it's, it's real simple. I mean, the two basic things about cooking really is not overcooking or undercooking the materials you're working with and also not over seasoning or under seasoning. That's a little bit of trial and error in that. But once you identify those are the only two things you need to really worry about, dude, the, the salad comes in a package at the supermarket already chopped up and washed. If you don't want to go through it, if you want to save you even more money, you can just grab the vegetables and chop them up yourself. That's real simple and, and washing them. And, um, and then just the meats, man, just learn how to timing for cooking a steak and a chicken breast. Um, I mean, this stuff is real simple. If, if you can read, you can, you can cook. And there's a ton of stuff on, online that'll tell you exactly what you need charts and cooking times for the different materials you work with and all types of, of recipes. Now you can, you can kind of hybrid cook. You can, you can pick something out of the shelf that's, that's healthy and it's somewhat almost prepared. And then you could, prepare something alone to go with it. Like the example, the salad, you grab it off the shelf, it's already chopped up and ready to go in the bag. It's cheaper than having it served at a restaurant. And then you just cook your own chicken breast next to it and, and you're good to go. A fat-free dressing, you know, low-calorie dressing, and, and you're, you're all set. It's real, real simple. You just have to, um, you know, write your meals out, plan them out, and then just, just learn. Learn the cooking times. Make sure you don't undercook or overcook your meats. And... Uh, and make sure you don't over under season your stuff. And it's real simple from then on. What do you think, Steve? So, I mean, there's a couple basic things that you need to be able to cook, cook at home as a guy, especially how about a barbecue invest in a, in a gas barbecue that you can have outside. As long as you don't overcook. I love my barbecue. I love my, yeah. yeah. As long as a guy at home, so easy to clean, so easy to get. I mean, it's, it's so convenient because you can keep your, your kitchen completely clean. Yep. How much did you pay for yours? Barbecue? Oh, I just, I got it on specials. Like, I don't know, not even 200 bucks. Is exactly. Yeah. And you can get, get them off Craig. There's people giving them away all the time on Craigslist for like 25, 50 bucks. And they originally cost a couple hundred bucks. So you just a need a wire brush and keep that thing clean, man. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, to turn the turn the flames on when it, you don't have anything on there and just wire brush it between the heat and the wire brush. You got, you got a clean grill and do that right every time you use it before. And uh, you've got to clean the grease pan once a week. I mean, it's real, real simple. If you're a single guy cooking on a grill, man, it's incredible. So this is the, the secret to cooking chicken on the grill. Okay, because chicken, a lot of people don't like to cook chicken because they'll cook it on the grill. It dries out and they don't like the way it tastes. So what I do is I, you, get the, you get the bag and you, you, put, you put a marinade. You make your own marinade in the bag. Paprika, black pepper, salt, coconut oil, uh, lemon, lime, any spices you want. I don't like onions or garlic. It upsets my stomach. But if you handle onions and garlic well, add that too. Then you put the chicken in, mix it up really good, put it in the fridge for a few hours. Boom, now you got your marinade. They, from there, you take the chicken, you just throw it on the grill, cook it, flip it a few times on each side, make sure it's well cooked inside, and boom, you got your dinner, and then you can cook extra chicken breast. For the next day and the next day after that, It'll, because the marinade will actually preserve the food naturally, 
where it will last two or three days in the fridge and still be fresh. So that's a good option for you. Steak, very easy to make. Just cut up the, the steak into small, um, you can cut them up in cheese kebabs or you can just slice it a little bit so the, the steak gets cooked inside and then just cook it on the grill outside. I don't even like to use marinade on my steak. I like to just cook the steak and just eat it, eat it plain. You know, because you, you got the natural fats from the steak, a nice fatty salt steak. Salt and pepper on that thing. You get a nice cut, just salt and pepper is what you need. Fish, you can cook fish on the barbecue. But I mean, you know, these are simple options. But but you want to invest in maybe for the house, like a, a good set of pans. Um, you want to invest in some knives. You want to invest in these spices that I talked about, the salt, the the black pepper, the paprika, the uh, coconut oil, those stuff. That's not expensive. So you can invest in that and you'll have all that in your kitchen. And then like gradually over time, ask relatives whenever, you know, Christmas comes, your birthday comes, Hey, you know, can you buy me some, some kitchen, some kitchen stuff, you know, some silverware, some pans, some pots and stuff. And then now you get a little kitchen going. So when I first moved out on my own, I was, I was like 18, 19. I was a, freshman in college and I had my own apartment and that's what I did. I went to Walmart and I bought one of those for 50 bucks, one of those big sets of pots, pans, silverware and all this stuff. And boom, I had my own, uh, my own stuff in the kitchen. It was really, really simple. So though that's, that's a good step. And then like, like Ricky V was saying, learn to cook. You can go on YouTube, learn recipes. There's all kinds of cookbooks. It's not that hard. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, cookbooks online, all this information is pretty much free out there online. It'll tell you the cooking times, the different uh, way to make spices. I mean, all of this information is really out there and it's really cheap to, to experiment with it. When I first started cooking, I moved out on my own around you know, 20 years old. And I learned basically you could take a, a, like a romaine noodles off the shelf and you could cook that and actually add your own pieces of chicken to it and actually cook in real chicken with this chicken flavor and the noodles. And you've got something better than, than the noodle soup. And it's, it's not as hard to make as trying to make your own chicken noodle soup. So you can hybrid, you know, just take something that's ready made or even these, these small ri uh, pa uh, rice packages. You know, they have different flavors of rice and you can just, it's enough to, to serve maybe uh, two meals. And just make those real simple instructions on the back. And then you can make your pieces of, of meat and your protein along with it. It's real simple. And then on the relationship aspect of this, I'll just add this because I know you, you talked about this a little bit. But look, you know, in life, you know, girls are going to break your heart. Girls are going to dump you. Girls are going to leave you. That's how it is. So, I mean, this isn't a reason to be like upset or anything. Just let her go you know, and, and you find someone new down the line who, dude, he was you know, paying, she was paying, <laughs> she was helping him pay rent and bills, bro. This kid's a pimp. He'll get another one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he relying on her financially to the degree that it's, it's pretty pimp. So yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll bounce back. I'm sure. Just learn how to cook. And, you know, <laughs> you'll be all right. So speaking of food, let's go to the next topic. And, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about intermittent fasting because there's so much talk about this on social media. And um, now I think five years ago, most people didn't even know what intermittent fasting is. And now it's all over. Like all these guys who are like saying intermittent fasting is stupid, whatever. Now they're all like pimping it. I'm not really sure 
if it has something to do with because they're selling supplements that have to do with intermittent fasting or what's going on. But people are starting to find this lifestyle of intermittent fasting. And I, I've adopted it uh, myself and it works incredibly well. But Ricky V was actually the one who kind of got me deep, deep into this, you know, a couple years ago, like three years ago. And I've been studying it ever since. And it's been very fascinating. And there's, I'm reading about this stuff all the time. So Ricky V, you're the expert on this. And, <laughs> you know, tell us a little bit about the intermittent fasting lifestyle and how to do it. Well, um, the, the first part about it and the one thing that people don't understand when they think about, you know, actually fasting, which is just, just not eating. In my opinion, after all these years, I found it to be just the most effective diet plan you can you can have. And uh, it's not you're not going to suffer. That's what I, I tell everybody that that I introduce onto this. You're not going to suffer. You're going to break through a barrier, through a threshold where you will not any longer feel hunger pains. Pain pain won't come on as hunger. You won't feel lightheadedness. You're you're you'll get rid of what's actually just an addiction to to sugars and, and simple carbs. You know, um, I think I told you this, Steve, I tell everybody, basically you, if you, if you're, if you're lightheaded, if you have pain in your, in your stomach, because you haven't had food in three, four five hours, but you've got pounds of, of fat around your midsection, uh, under your arms, just all these places, you've got energy there. You've got ready energy there that is ready to go. Why would you be lightheaded? Why would you be in pain? Um, that's basically, those are basically withdrawal symptoms from sugars. You've, you've got to have uh, some, some kind of simple sugar every, every few hours or, um, or you're not feeling right. And even, you know, even people who do high protein, low, low, cat, low carbohydrate meals, and they do six meals throughout the day, some of that protein is still going to raise your insulin levels. It's still going to give you a little bit of that, of that brush. You, you want to condense really on a daily basis your feeding to only a few hours and ideally not consume any calories at all for most of the day. What I settle on personally is I try not to eat anything until after about 3 p.m. And I try not to have any food until you know, one or two hours before I'm, I know I'm going to bed. I just try not to have any food. So my feeding time throughout the day is only about five, six hours. And, um, Maybe I'll get as, as, as many calories in those five, six hours as, as somebody doing a, a six meal a day um, program would get. The difference is, is that I've allowed my system to be clear and, and not have any insulin release in my system through a huge part of the day. And that really, that really helps. So the main, the main part to get into it really the, the, is, is you have to just tell yourself and understand that once you cross the threshold, once you go through the first three, four days of hunger pains and feeling lightheaded, you're on the other side, there's peace. You're not going to be hungry. You're not going to suffer, um, you know, because of food every few hours. And, uh, and you're not going to have these um, basically uh, sugar withdrawals, I call them, just, just that, that ready energy uh, that, you, you know, if, 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 if it's humans, if we needed to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, otherwise we'd be lightheaded and unable to function. Other animals would have ate us long before we invented refrigerators and, and industrial <laughs> farming. Really, the other animals would have, would have fucked us up before we invented refrigerators and industrial farming. If we really, 
if we really were, were lightheaded and couldn't function and had a headache at, if we hadn't had lunch, you know, by, by noon, you know what I mean? It's just not, it's, it's, it's an addiction. It's an addiction to, to this, this lifestyle that, that we now have modern lifestyle and our bodies can adapt and will adapt to just a diet of just water for several days, maybe even weeks, depending on how much uh, fat you have. And then if you found the prey after weeks of, uh, of basically just, just uh, some hydration, you'd still have energy and, and adrenaline to, to kill the prey and eat it. Or if you found the, the trees, you'd still have energy to climb up and shake, shake down the fruit. It, you know, we, we can go days and days without eating. And our body starts to do some wonderful, real interesting things internally. Our cells do some really wonderful and interesting things when they're not being bombarded with, um, uh, with insulin, basically on a, on a, on a daily basis, it, it really, um, a lot of different things begin to happen. So yeah, it, it's just, you get through your head that, Hey, I won't feel hungry anymore. I'll have to remind myself to eat. I can go a day or two without eating. And for guys that are, that are on steroids and are, are training hard and are really afraid of losing any muscle mass are really afraid of, of losing a pound or two because of intermittent fasting. I can tell you this, you will look incredible. You're, you'll look ripped. Um, it'll, it'll be a, a, uh, it'll be a much solid, much more quality uh, look for a guy who's trying to compete and be, and be a pro and put on a ton of mass. Yeah. Fasting probably is not the best idea. You know, um, these guys do fast somewhat up to coming up to a show to, a little bit, but it's probably not the best. If you're just trying to look good with your shirt off, um, and look good doing the least amount of uh, steroids that you can get away with. And also not really going crazy and, and having to be in the gym every day. Um, intermittent fasting will get you there. You know, will get you to look your absolute best. You look solid with a, a very uh, minimal amount of steroids if you, if you use any. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's great. And everybody that I've turned on to it loves it. My mother, um, became she is just now a, a keto and and fasting nut it uh it healed uh um, issues that she had with her back pain in her back she had some anxiety issues and um she also had some discoloration in her skin from from just aging the sun and it, it it healed all of that her skin looks great um she's no longer going through any issues with her back and, and anxiety she's she's fine it's changed her life completely and many, and it has many people too that have uh, have found this because your body is, is is sort of evolved to to be able to do this already. We just never we just never take it to that extreme. We never take advantage of it because we have refrigerators and supermarkets now. But your body can do it, and and it will benefit you. What has been your experience with it, Steve, so far with everything you've done? Well, I used to be one of those guys. I had to have like sugar before my workout. Like, you know, I, a lot of these people that I, that I talk to, I don't want to call it arguing, but I just, I want to call it a little bit of ignorance on their part. Cause I used to be the same way in that they feel like I need sugar. I need sugar. I need carbs to get in a workout. I need food. And, and the thing is when I switched to fasting into my workouts, it took me about two to three weeks to adjust. And now that I've adjusted I'm telling you, my workouts are way better um, when I work out fasted now. So I don't need carbs. I don't need sugar before my workout. So I prefer, much for much prefer to work out while I'm fasting. 
it seems like my adrenaline, my energy is much higher. Now, if I, with the intermittent fasting, um, what I've noticed is during the day when I'm intermittent fasting, which I do most days, I have much better energy during the day and I need less sleep in the evening. But on days where I eat like an early breakfast and then I get hungry, like two hours later, I get hungry again. Then two hours later, I get hungry again. It's like a nonstop getting hungry, getting hungry. And on those days, I kind of get really, really tired, like in the, in the afternoons and I need more sleep at night. So really the intermittent fasting has just kind of gave me more energy, more adrenaline. My workouts are better. My sleep is better. Um, it's, it's really been fantastic, like across the board. So, you know, you brought up a lot of points, um, about the way humans are, have evolved. But if you actually look at our pets, look at our cats and our dogs, when you take your cat or dog to the vet, what's the first thing that the vet asks? They're going to ask, how's the dog's appetite? How's the cat's appetite? And the reason they ask that is because our animals lose appetite when they're not feeling well, when they're sick. So they won't eat during that time. That's instinct. Humans, on the other hand, when we get sick, we're always told, oh, yeah, we got to eat, we got to eat. But there's actually an old saying that you need to starve your fever. And that's actually true. So when you're sick, instead of throwing food at the problem and feeding that sickness, fast. And I've used fasting to cure um, bronchitis. I've used fasting to cure my hemorrhoids. I've used fasting to cure um, injuries, nagging injuries on my body. So it's a great way to kind of regenerate cells and kind of rebuild white blood cells in the body that have gotten old and weak. It's great. You know, a lot of things happen when you're not bombarding the cells with insulin every day. I mean, just all day, because that's basically what we do when you start the first day you do before you get out of the house is you eat something and then you have your meal. Some, some guys set the clock and wake up on the middle of the night to eat guys who are trying to put on a lot of mass. And if those are your goals, that's great. If you want to be a, you know, have one an extra hundred pounds of muscle that your body just genetically couldn't otherwise handle. And yeah, maybe those uh, six meals a day and those things will work for you. But if you're just trying to look your best and, and look tight and, and look good, intermittent fasting. And, and also, Steve, I've also noticed um, guys that go on fasting diets and, and they do the water fast for a few days. They're, as they lose the weight, the skin will begin to come back. The skin will begin to get sucked back in. When you do just your regular high-protein, low-carbohydrate diets, the skin just kind of hangs, it hangs loose. And, and if you, a lot of guys who, who lose, you know, 50, 60 pounds on these high protein diets, they, they have to get the stuff, you know, cut off eventually. Now with the fasting, the skin will get sucked right back in. This is, this is, it's the only, it's the only time that I've watched guys lose 20, 30 pounds and not have to have their, their gut cut off. It, it's really, it, it's something else. And I think it, it comes from, when you just don't even have the protein available, I think your body has to go through the extra trouble of maybe breaking down some of that skin to reuse that protein, to reutilize it across the, the different uh, organs that need repair. And, you know, if you're feeding yourself with a little bit of chicken breast every day, maybe you don't need to, you don't need that. Did you notice the same thing, Steve, with, with your weight loss um, on it? I've noticed uh, my scar tissue got broken down. Some of my cellulite got broken down. Cause I did a, I've done prolonged fast, 15, 20 day prolonged fast. And that's, that's what I noticed with that. 
So, um, you know, and, I, and I'll add this, uh, the follow up of what you're saying, because, um, you know, we, we've had guests prior who have talked about this, but even if you're one of those, those meathead bodybuilders who eat, you know, six, seven, eight meals a day, the rich Piana 10 meal a day thing, you should, you still should fast. You should, you should still do 24 or 48 hour fast every month or two for, for no other reason than to get that your digestive system a break because you know, and to detox your body a little bit because you're throwing food at your body, you know, pretty much nonstop and your insulin levels are elevated nonstop and they don't get a break. So giving your body that little break can really help your digestion because we've interviewed so many uh, former IFBB pros who are now in their forties and fifties and they all say the same thing. Their digestive system is fucked up now. And that is because they've frequently eaten for the past 20, 30 years um, every two hours. And when that happens, your digestive system gets completely fucked up. So the fasting will actually help restore that. So I would still recommend doing it, even if you are a big meathead bodybuilder. I mean, until recent, until modern day, of course, we didn't have food available to us 24 seven. Uh, our digestive systems are meant and should shut down <laughs> a few times throughout the week. You should have no food in your intestine for a few hours every so many days and it should be it should begin to shut down and it shouldn't be active digesting every minute of the day it's just not it's not good it's not the way your body and it and people look at if you see just the regular person out there who you see regular breakfast lunch and dinner everybody's fat i mean let's be realistic every, almost everybody's fucking fat unless unless they're you know um, genetically string beans they have an overactive thyroid and they just don't put on a lot of mass uh, most folks out there just eating a regular diet are, are, you know, are fluffy. And that is just a, um, that's just what modern uh, way of eating is doing. Uh, fasting, fa fasting is the way to go. And if you can just get over those first three, four days of the water fast, where you, where you, you're in a little bit of pain, a little bit lightheaded on the other side of that, it's just a life of freedom and, and being able to keep, keep your weight down and, and maintain your, your diet pretty effortlessly i mean you're not going to suffer over over food and um the way you do when you're trying to do the the, the you know high protein uh, low calorie six meals a day thing um it works for a lot of folks that are dedicated competitors but many people that are just getting into fitness and trying to lose some weight they they usually don't maintain the results on those diets and, and i've noticed that over and over again throughout the years all right, guys. So, you know, uh, this is great information um, that you're not going to find on other podcasts, guys. So keep keep checking back. Uh, we mentioned on the last podcast, we're going to also have call-ins, hopefully soon, in the uh, next podcast. Yeah, right? We should be working on it probably to get either the next or, or the one after. But, you know, we're working on the technology to do it. It should be pretty simple. So, guys, keep keep in touch on the forums, and I'll keep you guys abreast when that happens appreciate you guys listening um you know guys like keep killing it keep kicking ass um let's all have each other's backs in this industry there's too many people kind of causing drama and attacking each other let's all have each other's backs instead you know um in this industry because that person that you're bashing might be that person that's uh giving you a spot at the gym tomorrow so remember that so we all got to have each other's backs. We're all, we're all brothers, man. And, and weight training, this is, this is our thing. And, um, you know, we want to look good and feel good. So that's why we bring you guys this podcast. So thanks for listening guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, have a good day guys. Um, good day, Steve.